Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Balleen, joined alongside Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? Is this actually started? Yeah, we're going. Okay. If you couldn't tell by my impression, I'm not actually Kevin. Oh, really? I couldn't even tell and I'm looking right at you. I'm Logan Plant, joined today by Zach Rost. I'm back. I was off for a week. You were. It's been a rough week, rough few weeks for all of us. Except me. It's so inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, well, for me and Kevin. We're yeah. in very transitionary periods of our lives and Logan's the only one of us who can consistently make a Thursday I schedule. drove across the state today. I'm still here. I'm here too. Yep, we did it. This is Where's Kevin Part 4 or 5. Not sure. He's in Japan. He doesn't have Wi-Fi So in his we apartment. know where Kevin is. Yeah. Where's the Wi-Fi guy? Where's, yeah, Wi-Fi, where's the guy? Wi-Fi guy? So we're here with Adam. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Hopefully all three of us will be here. Our schedules are going to get real weird here. I don't know what we're going to do. Time zones, man. Yeah. We're going to have to figure something pretty creative out. But hopefully we'll still be able to bring a show out every week. But let's hop right into what we've been playing. Zach, you've been pretty one-track, one-track-minded recently. Yeah, well, for the last week, really all I've ha- I've been playing was Monster Hunter because I've been, you know, crashing with friends and I haven't had a whole lot of, like, I've put my games away. But I kept Monster Hunter in my PlayStation so I'd have it at access because I knew you'd want to play it and I've had the issue okay. to play it. So I've put in another eight hours in the last week. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is crazy. Um, but since I wasn't at last week's show, I did play last week a game called Dying Light. For the first time, I played that for about five to ten hours. I don't really know. But I was playing it with a buddy of mine because we finished Borderlands 2 and then we were looking through the Steam summer sale a long time ago. And this, like, fully-fledged game that is pretty much $60 all the time was, like, $15 for the the Deluxe Everything Edition, which is an $80 deal for $15, which is really good. So we picked that up knowing that we were close to the end of Borderlands 2. And then once we beat it, we moved over. And this game, I, I didn't know, I knew it was a zombie survival game going in. I knew nothing else about it. I didn't know it relied so heavily on the parkour aspects. It's very Mirror's Edge, which is a game I played a long time ago on the PS3. Did you ever play the sequel? I did never. <laughs> I, I never played bad. Catalyst, no. <laughs> um, I also heard it was bad. Yeah. But I think that this game uh, benefits a lot from the parkour because it is kind of open. It's set in a confined quarantine zone that you have to go through that's literally just chock full of zombies and i think the and it, it goes up pretty well too there's a lot of high rises and ways to climb in this world which i think really goes well with the parkour because there's like these missions where you have to climb this tower and when you play in multiplayer these random challenges pop up and you can accept the challenges and it's like race your buddy to the top of this tower using parkour and it's like really a really fun mechanic when you're playing in multiplayer. like the uh the random what was it? The the Daredevil challenges in, in Far Cry Five. Far Cry Five, yeah, yeah. almost exactly yeah. like that, yeah. Um, so that was a really fun thing. The thing I hate most about it is that the weapons break so easily, and there's upgrades you can do to the weapons, and it doesn't matter if they break and they can't be. They got they break, and you need to spend uh, mechanical parts to repair them, and you collect mechanical parts and other crap throughout the world and they're kind of hard to come by. And you can say you get a bat, you can upgrade this bat four times, so it breaks. Three times, you get it on the fourth, the fourth time it breaks, it's gone. Those don't last very long at all. And I'm like, getting these upgrades that I can put on my weapons, and I'm like, what is the point if they're not going to last for the next 20 minutes? Yeah. It's really upsetting because I had to wait until I got a decently a decently good weapon to put any upgrades on it, and even then it wasn't that great. But uh, I think that is really the only thing I've had an issue with on this game. It makes my PC run a little hard because my PC is a little old at this point, so I had to turn down some of the nicer settings. But it still looks really good, um, and I know they've got a sequel coming out. This is a pretty old game. I don't know when it came out, like 2017, 2015. 17 is not a pretty old game. 
It so is two for, years ago. It, I mean, Sonic Force is a pretty old game. It, it is. Dying Light. I'm gonna guess that was a 2015 game. Sounds about right. We're gonna find out right now. Yeah. Dying Light Two is coming out next year. Dying Light 2015. Yep. So Dying Light came out in 2015. What's Bad Blood? Is that an expansion? I don't know. It's a only like online game that blends PvP and PvE combat while retaining the core of Dying Light's iconic gameplay. So it's like, uh, like a, is it made by the developer? I think or, so. Or is it like a fan thing? Because yeah, I, I know think like it's real. Gary's mod is like a thing made by fans off Ooh, Half Life Engine, something like that. Yeah, it's it's by Techland okay. Publishing. So yeah, it's it's kind of like an expansion. It seems like hmm. leaning more towards the multiplayer, con- multiplayer yeah. PvE p kind of thing which is fine because they're like good the challenges are fun in the game but when you're going against your friends so if they've made an expansion based off of that that's pretty cool uh but really those are the only things i've i've yeah. been playing we're gonna save monster hunter till the end of the show because the boss is out of the office so we're gonna talk about monster <laughs> we're gonna hunter. talk we're about monster hunter. Hunter. yes yeah so that's coming up at no the end of the o2 segment so if you don't care, that's the beauty of the O2 at the end. If you don't care, just you can turn just it off. Head out after the news. Yeah. But you shouldn't. You should stick around until the end. Because we're going to play share, Monster Hunter World. We're going to share our top three favorite monsters. It's going to be exciting. Yes. Do you have yours ready? I already. Yeah, I got mine. I have two. I'm, I'm debating between two for the third slot yeah. in my head. So we'll get there. I bought, I caved and bought Fire Emblem <laughs> Three Houses. My sister has already beaten it twice. I want to play it really bad. And I, it just, the hype swept i got swept up in the hype people are saying this is a game of the year contender so far uh, people are saying it's the definitive fire emblem experience so i had to pick it up and try it out for myself before i get into the actual game tales from the GameStop. <laughs> really <laughs> oh yeah so this game's pretty hard to find right now for some reason nintendo always underestimates the demand on fire emblem by this point it's a very popular franchise it's going to sell very well. Fates was hard to find. Shadows of Valentia was hard to find. This one is hard to find. So I, the only GameStop in my area that it was available in, like within 50 miles, happened to be my hometown GameStop. So I'm like, all right, I oh, don't want to buy it from GameStop, but I will. So I swing over there, and just like Dragon Quest Builders 2, I got the store display copy because uh. it was the last one they had left. But because this game is in such hot demand right now, in case I changed my mind and wanted to return it, they put this horrible sticker over the opening to the case so that it was sealed shut for the sticker so that if I returned it with that sticker still on it, it would prove I hadn't opened it so the game would still be considered new. Hey, GameStop, if you want a game to be considered new, don't take off the shrink wrap yourself. <sighs> so, and then I, I, so I take off the sticker immediately in the store like if you want it to still be new just just don't take that I hope off you did it in front in. of their face i kind of did point, yeah i was like thank you and i took it and as i walked away i just ripped it right off and it left so much sticky gunk oh, residue god on. yeah luckily Game i was stuff. yeah i was able to get it off wrapping masking tape around my finger and then like yeah just, yeah so it's it's good now but it was like picking up hair from like my cat back at home and everything it was really annoying and it really frustrates me that to be considered new, their sticker had to still be on it. You sold it to me new open. I should be able to return it to you and say, this hasn't been played. Because you're selling it to me saying, it hasn't been played. It's it's what, whatever. Whatever. This is why you're going out of business. One of the many reasons. I feel like we're a watchdog for GameStop. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just call them out and yeah, everything. Absolutely. Yeah, for the people. But Fire Emblem itself is really good. 
I picked the Golden Deer. Of which course. Is led by the house Claude. I'm leaning towards oh, and I've yeah. never even played the game. Yeah. Led by Claude, who is heir to be a noble of the Leicester Alliance. Yeah. I always thought it was Leicester from all this pre-release stuff, but it's not. It's L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. Like Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, and they aren't run by a king, they're run by a group of nobles. Is there voice acting in this game? This game is 100% voice acted. That's surprising, I didn't know that. Every single line of dialogue. Yeah. The last Fire Emblem was like that too on 3DS, Shadows of Valentia. Yeah. But everything, you're just running around the school, you stop and talk to this random soldier, his lines are voiced. Everything. Hmm. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I like that. But you get to pick pretty early on which house you want to teach... Um, and then you kind of get to meet all the students from each house before you make that decision. Um, so you, you walk around the monastery, which is the school. It's like a combination of church and school. Mm-hmm. And you can talk to every single student, and then you go up to the headmaster and you make your choice. Yeah, It's very Persona-like from what I understand. Yeah. And very it's Persona plus Harry Potter plus the combat from Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. It's pretty what cool. What is the combat style? It's... It's a strategy RPG, yeah. so it's top-down. You see all your units on a grid-based battlefield. Uh, you you have, like, let's say, five to ten units per battle that you pick. You click on them. A grid pops up and shows you where you can move. You move, and then you pick weapons. You can attack enemies. Each character levels up individually, so to level up characters, you actually have to fight with that person. Oh, yeah. So, like, a really good strategy. You, you get way more experience if you kill an enemy versus harming an enemy so what you do is you you match up all your better units with your weaker units you're trying to you're trying to beef up then you have your good unit bring it down to an inch of its life and then then, yeah and then just throwing that that sucker to get the kill and it levels them up really fast but the the flow of the game is just super cool that it works on a calendar system and each month your house is assigned a mission that it has to complete on the last day of that month so for example, to keep it pretty spoiler-free, the first month you're tasked with fighting a group of bandits that are invading your the monastery's property at the end of the month. And so you have all month to prepare for that mission. And you do that on su- Sundays, Saturdays or Sundays, I don't remember which, doesn't matter. It's your free day. And you can choose four different things on that free day. You can explore, where you walk around the monastery, you can talk to students, you can do errands for them, like, oh, I lost my shirt, and then you go and find it and return it to them. Or you can do other missions like fishing, um, gardening, things like that. And they all work work towards different goals. Yeah. You can work to strengthen your relationship with people in your house to make them stronger on the battlefield. Or you can work on your relationship with people in the other two houses to try and recruit them to join your army. Oh, man. So there's a lot of choice. Yeah. And you have these skill points, basically, uh, these activity points. You start out with one. So for the first the first time you do free exploring... You can only pick one activity that you want to do. Yeah. A lot of activities don't take up the point. Like fishing, you can always do. It doesn't take up a... But if you want to, like, have a meal with a student, which greatly increases your bond with him, you spend your point on that. Yeah. If you want to talk to a professor who, like, uh, one professor will significantly upgrade your personal, your character's magic skill. If uh-huh. you want to do that, that's your point. So there's a lot of decisions to be made there. Yeah, that does sound pretty Persona-esque. The and, way you've laid it out. Yeah, so you can go around the school, and then once you've used all your points, it recommends you stop exploring. But if you haven't talked to everyone you want to talk to, you can keep going around. The second thing you can do is practice battles. Like, oh, there's thieves. Go kill these thieves. You can do training battles with soldiers from the school. And that's just to level up your characters. And you can 
Monday, every single Monday, so right after your free day, you go to class. And in class, you can assign each specific student exactly what skills you want them to improve upon. So if you want someone to be an archer who can also do magic, you can do that. If you want someone to be a brawler who can also wield an axe, you can do that. And sometimes they'll come up to you and be like, hey, I really want to learn this. And that's kind of the game telling you where they'll excel most as yeah. a unit. But it's up to you. You can say no and morph them into something completely different. And your students are also your army? Is yes. how it works out? The students okay. are your army. Gotcha. And once they level up enough, they can take class examinations. So one of my best units was ready to upgrade into like kind of a brute and so he takes this exam, and it shows him, like, sitting in the classroom, like, filling out his paper. And you're you're sitting there, and you feel like a teacher. You're like, come, yeah, on, come man, on, man, you, you got, got this. this. Yeah. It's awesome. It's an awesome feeling. And then sometimes they pass, and sometimes they don't. And you have to, and you wasted an item. You, there's They're called seals. Yeah. And you wasted a seal, which are pretty limited, to upgrade your character, and it didn't work out. So that's another option, teaching. But while you're deciding what you want your units to be... The units you want to recruit have specific skills that impress them. So right now there's this girl from one of the other houses I am trying to get to join my army. Yeah. And she's like, yo, I'll join. I really like flying skill. So you have to be like, okay, I'm going to make this chump learn how to fly to impress this student. So she'll come join my house. So there's like layers and layers of things to consider with every single decision you make. Yeah. And that's not even the battling. <laughs> no. And I'm playing with permadeath on, because that's the only real way to play Fire Emblem. Is it? Uh-huh. Permadeath is a thing? Yeah. Fire Emblem? Yeah. So characters could just be gone forever. Yep. And they, they're they just completely gone Does that the include story. the main character? If the main character dies, it's a game over. You have to start over. So you can't die. It's like Minecraft hardcore mode. Yeah. So if you die, or if your house leader, Claude, dies... Then Are you not you the house over. leader? No, you're the professor. Claude... Is Claude, Claude's Elgard, not... and Dimitri are the three like head students? Oh, of I thought each they thing. were the professors. No, y you are Byleth, who is the same protagonist regardless of which house you choose. You're a new teacher that comes to the school, and you pick who you want to lead. And your closest ally will either gotcha. be Elgard, okay. Dimitri, or Claude. Yeah, I thought you had to yeah. choose between one of those three to play no. as. Gotcha. But if if Byleth dies, the main character, or your house leader dies in battle, you have to. Start and that's playing. an actual mode in the game. Permadeath? Yeah. Yes. Can you select that mode? Yes, and actually until Fire Emblem Awakening came out about seven years ago, permadeath was the only option in Fire Emblem. Wow. And then they added it. It's called Classic and Casual. So now Casual, your, your dead units come back after each battle. Mm -hmm. Classic, they do not. That's sad. You go back to class and then some of your students are just dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's tragic. But it's still pretty forgiving. In this yeah. one, there's ways to rewind time. You can do it. You can start out by do three times per battle. You can rewind time to any point in the battle to make smarter decisions yeah. if one of your units dies um, to try and prevent it okay. from happening. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty lenient. Yeah. But classic is just better because it makes you play differently. Like, if I'm playing casual and I know there's nothing at stake, then I'll just send all my tanks out to just absorb damage and then just... Just beat them up and just, like, sacrifice my units. Yeah. But you have to be way more careful and tactful if you're playing a classic where you can't just, like, send in sacrificial lambs to be the damage sponge while you heal other units or something like that. So, mm -hmm. classic's the way to go. Wow. I yeah, want to play it. I want to play it really it's bad. So good. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, yeah. I got a lot on my plate right now with that. Builders. I just needed a break from Builders, too. I was so sick of how chatty that game was. <laughs> I, I could not handle it anymore. Yeah. Needed a little bit of a break, but... Fire Emblem's chatty, but the writing is way better. So Yeah. Oh, it's really fun. There's a ton of other stuff I haven't even touched on yet. But 
it's it's super good. The battling is just as good as any other Fire Emblem. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'd recommend that you you'll play keep it. playing it and talk about some more of the stuff next yep, week. Definitely. Also played more Smash Bros. Can't stop playing the hero. He's the so hero is so good. He is so good. Oh my god. Man, the Smash community hates him. They hate him so yeah. much. And well, they're a lot more serious about the game than I am. Yeah. And I love the hero. I love the hero also. Just accept it. You're not the game developer. You got to if you want to play competitively, you got to deal with what they give you. That's what I say. I mean, they might, I don't know, uh, anything about the competitive smash scene, but some characters just get banned from fighting games to, for use in competitive scene and I feel like the hero would definitely be a contender for It'd that. Be sad, it but, would be yeah. sad, but I mean, sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. Um some characters just don't fit for a competitive scene, you know. Yeah. But yeah, just some smash in about 10 hours of Fire Emblem so far is what I've done yeah. in the last week. And some Monster Hunter with you. But we're going to talk about that, like I said, at the end of the show. Ready for some news? There wasn't a lot, was there? No, it is dead silent out there right now. Gamescom is happening this yeah. weekend, so I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next week. Hopefully. I know there's a Death Stranding panel. Uh, Kojima's going. Hopefully he shows off something that makes the game make sense. Um, but no, it's not going to happen. That game no. is never going to make sense even when you play it. Yeah, But it's going to be fun. Biomutant is up for pre-order. This is a game that kind of looks like it stars Rocket Raccoon from Marvel. A couple years Marvel. in the making. I, I just I just threw this in because it's it's funny because this game has been available on pre-order for Amazon. I feel like since I was a freshman in college. Yeah. Okay, so 2016. Yeah, like three years. Yeah. And it's just been nothing about it. And now it's like, oh, you could actually pre-order these now. And I just thought that was funny because maybe that game's actually going to come out now. Maybe. Is anyone going to buy it? There's like nothing about it. It's really weird. It's by THQ Nordic, I think, but that'll be interesting. THQ to Nordic doing the Bikini Bottom yeah. remake. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot lately. They're, yeah, they're yeah. on it. Yeah. Some new DualShock Four controllers. Four new colors. Yeah, do you know them off today. the top of your head. Yeah, there was uh, rose gold, which I think is the the gonna be the biggest seller of the mm-hmm. four. There was a metallic blue. I which, like that one. Which looked pretty mm-hmm. good. There was a, yeah. a standard solid purple. I also like, like a dark that one. purple, which yep. I think is my favorite mm-hmm. of the four. And then the world's ugliest red camouflage. I think camouflage is an ugly. I think pattern. camouflage is horrible too. Um, and they made it red, which just made it seem pretty tacky. I feel like that controller exists. It seemed like, mad catsy. Uh, it seemed a little off brand. Uh, I don't know why uh, Sony would ever make an ugly red camouflage controller, but it's out there if people want it. And yeah. I'm offended, especially because red's my favorite color. Uh, so that is just abhorrent to look at but the other three are actually pretty solid i'd say purple blue and rose gold um if you're in the market for a new controller those are some three solid options weird timing to release four new colors just on the tail end of, of yeah the really PS4. did not see that coming i'm yeah. like four is a lot it is a lot it's a lot yeah. a lot i'm looking at them right now i i think they're pretty cool uh, they and, were announced today i don't I think mean, they're out today it's, the it's forest, as fall 2019 the forest green the and another one come out fairly recently yeah. like they're belting out these controllers and i don't know why maybe to like squeak in some money at the end of this yeah. life cycle i don't know gosh the red is horrible the, yeah it is just, disgusting. it seems so gross yeah i'm all about the purple and the blue yeah rose gold i think is cool it's just not quite my style yeah but i'm not gonna get any of these i got two dual shock wars i've got a standard black one <laughs> that came with my playstation yeah the only one i would ever considered buying was the ps1 themed one but it's way too mm. expensive for you know me. which one i would buy which one? i bet you can guess uh, the nathan drake one the, yes. The blue one? Yeah. I mean, if one's readily available on store shelves. Oh, uh, the, the gold. The gold. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I love that crap. I almost bought the gold PS4 when it was available a couple years ago. It was the summer before I got my PS4. Yeah. Um, and the gold one was available for like 250 bucks. I almost did it. It was like for their, for their days of play. 
at E3 in 2016, and I almost bought it, but then I got my PS4 for about $100 less a few months later. Pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah, four new controllers, so be on the lookout for those. Fall 2019 is the release window for those. Up next, Hat in Time, beloved PC 3D platformer coming to Switch. You'd never heard of this game before today, I don't think. I have not. Yeah. But if it's beloved by some people, then some people are happy about this port. Yep. So, coming out uh, on, I think, October 18th was the date I saw. I can confirm that. But yeah, a 3D platformer kind of inspired by the era of Banjo-Kazooie. I mean, I'm a fan of 3D platformers, so I might check this out when it comes to Switch. Yeah, I might too. All these... All these games that come out on PC and people love them, like, I know it's going to come to Switch. You know it's going to happen, so yeah. I usually just just wait for that to happen. But yeah, I'm looking for it now. What is the release date? Also, Wargroove is getting a physical edition. It's pretty cool. How much time have you put into Wargroove? Ooh, 10 minutes? Yeah. 15 minutes? Yeah. I remember you being so excited about that game. I was excited about it. Yeah. And then I downloaded I feel like it. on a podcast, you were like, I'm going to buy Wargroove right after this podcast. And then I did. And, and then you did. Kevin joked... He jokingly said, you'll play that for 15 minutes, enjoy it, and put it down. He was right. (laughs) When isn't he right? A lot. A lot of the time, but that case was... He was right in that case. Right in that case. I cannot find the hat in time release date. What's happening? Does it have a release date? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. For a Switch port? Yeah. Play it on PC now if you want. You could. It was. It's always on sale on Steam, but it's worth it to play on Everything on Steam is on sale. October 18th, I was right. Put her there. I know someone with that birthday. I feel like I do too. It's not someone I know, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, who? It's Dom. Oh, yeah, I know. It's Dom's birthday. Yeah, well, all right. And very light news week. That's pretty much all we had, except some exciting SNES news. Nintendo filed an FCC report for wireless Super Nintendo controllers, which has folks speculating that Super Nintendo games could be heading to Nintendo Switch Online in the near future. It's been a long time coming. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of Switch Online. NES games, still all that's available. Also part of this rumor, which I predicted a year and a half ago, is that for SNES games, it will be $10 more a year yeah. than for the basic NES package, which just makes sense, and I think that's worth it. The, for the SNES lineup, yeah. like like I was, we were talking about this before the show, and I'm like, because I never grew up super heavy on Nintendo, so SNES was kind of a blind spot in terms of games for me. Because mm-hmm. I could think of like NES games, I could think of Nintendo 64 games because they were popular. And every time I think about the SNES, I would have like no games come to mind. And then you start rattling some of them off, like A Link to the Past. Yeah. And if you look at the top 25 games of all time, a handful of them. I never thought Nintendo. about it, but man, SNES games are great. Like Super Metroid, Super Metroid, Link to the Past, Super Mario World, Earthbound, Chrono Trigger. Secret of Mana, it's, others like It's crazy, don't. yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, Link to the Past was one of my favorite that we've played. Like That was that fun. Game was it was amazing. hard. It was really hard. I think that chunks. a lot of games in that era were oh, very yeah, difficult. Oh, yeah, for sure. Earthbound's And I know hard. Chrono Trigger is a game that I really want to play, yeah. and it's, like, crazy popular. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like a golden era for it, RPG, for JRPGs. For JRPGs especially, yeah. that era. Yeah, and then action RPGs really became a thing with, like, Secret of Mana yeah. and A Link to the Past. Super Mario World is by, is considered by a lot the greatest Mario game of all time and by some the greatest game of all time. Yeah. So that era is, is incredible for so games. So I think if there's a SNES classic mm-hmm. on, the, on a Switch, I would definitely be mm-hmm. willing to spend more money for yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like there's a big jump in playability from NES to Super Nintendo. Some NES games hold up, 
but nowhere near as many. Yeah, up. exactly. Like you can Yoshi's Island is another amazing platformer on yeah. Super Nintendo. Kirby Superstar. There are so many games that are still 100% playable today. Some need save states, like I'd say A Link to the Past was so much better with save states. We abused yeah. save states because we had to. Earthbound, Earthbound was way better with save states for me. Yeah. I mean, speaking of experience from playing a very little bit of that game, I died a lot. <laughs> it was not a pleasant yeah. time. Yeah, you got if that comes if you can play that on Switch. Because the first boss is so random, it's so hard yeah. to beat. Did you buy that on your 3DS? It's on my 3DS. Okay. I have it. Okay, I own it. Yeah, you got to go back. I'll it's, go back. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, you're like that is like the crux of the game. Where if you can get past that, you've said that multiple times, <laughs> and that still hasn't gotten me past it. You can coast for like another ten hours after that. I would gladly coast, and for then 10 it gets, hours. and then it gets really hard again. yeah but at least i would have a lot more experience on how to play the and, game and more party members and too. more party members like yeah. i got nothing at the beginning he's <laughs> got, just railing me yeah you gotta go grind by beating up some stray dogs and some crows with sunglasses some snakes i'm yeah. like ugh. <laughs> yeah so i really hope i've been craving earthbound again like the writing I've, in that game is so funny yeah it's it's awesome. a good time mm-hmm. i just is that first boss <laughs> it's just that first boss yeah like i I've only actually be- I've only beaten Earthbound one time. I've, I've started it and not finished it multiple times, and that's because it's on my Wii U. And it is a thirty-hour game. Yeah. So it's like if that if I could get that on my Switch, I would play. I'd beat that. Yeah. I'd beat Earthbound again. So I really hope that happens. Uh, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Hopefully that comes soon. Super Nintendo games on a Nintendo Switch. I feel like we're it's coming up on time for Nintendo Direct. I don't know. I feel like we're getting there. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Because we know a lot about fall sense. games, but we know very little about next year so far. So. New Horizons. I'm excited for New Horizons. Let's talk about Monster Hunter. It's the O2 segment. All right. If you're tired we're of doing us it. stammering on about Monster Hunter, you can leave now. We're just going to talk about our favorite monsters and why they're our favorite monsters. Yeah. We're not going to get into the complex mechanics that even we don't understand. Yep. So we each picked our three favorite monsters. Zach, why don't you start with your okay. number three? So... You want me to start with one of them, go back and forth, or all two? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Okay. So, my three favorite monsters, I picked one, my my favorite one based on looks, because I think he's cute, and my I did a, my favorite one because I think he's cool looking, and I did my favorite one based on play style. So, my, the first one I'll start with is my favorite favorite one, because I think he's cute, is the Dodo Gama. He's basically the Jogress of Elder's Recess, because he's like a chunky lizard boy with a huge rock jaw and he seems so nice because he'll just waddle by you in the middle of a fight and like i i it pains me to kill him because he's so sweet and i think he's really cute and he he spews lava rocks from his face yeah he is really cute he's he's the runt of the elders recess yeah exactly. other monsters literally throw him around he's he's the smallest thing there and if another monster rolls in they're just gonna pick up the dodogama and like chew on him for a bit and then spit him out which is sad because he's so cute and um, I, I just fell in love with him because he's super lame and easy <laughs> to is. kill, but yeah. in, in a place that's so scary and filled with things that will kill you instantly, it's just nice for a Dodo Gama to just waddle by and you're like, yeah, there's something cute here. That's, yeah. that's why I like him so much. He's just a nice refresher in that terrifying area. My first pick is very similar to that. It's yeah. the lower level. Dodogama, the great Jogress. Just it's just <laughs> the classic. First monster the first big you monster fight. you fight. I slaughtered so many of those things. I th- I thought it was so funny at the time how they they like puff up and then barf the poison everywhere. I really want to fight the greatest Jogress. We're not even that high rank no, yet. That is not. crazy to yeah. me. 
I also think that name is just really funny. The greatest jogger, so I really like that. <laughs> yeah. But I love the great, the great joggers. His color scheme his too. Arm, I wore his armor for a long time. The armor looks amazing. Yeah, I wore I that. I think for, for a very being long the time. first monster, he's got really cool looking armor. His switch axe is also like the fifth best switch axe in the game. Oh, oh. And that's the one I used for a long time. Great joggers weapons are apparently the best in the game because they got two three level three decoration slots on them, and that's got to be worth something. I mean, yeah. I used that for a long time before I upgraded to one. Yeah, because the best great sword in the game is apparently the great Jogress one because it's got those. It's only seven hundred damage, but you can put a couple jewels on there, make it way better. You're getting into the weeds here. <laughs> the sorry, jewels. sorry, you've sorry. been doing jewel stuff lately, and that, I'm impressed. Yeah, with because it, yeah. that's really where I'm at. Because I got to do skill balancing because yeah. I feel like that's where I'm at right now. All right, what's your number two? I don't remember. Oh, my number two is one that I think looks really. What didn't cool. you remember? what my number two was and then you immediately remembered it immediately remembered it (laughs) because i based it off what i think looks the coolest it's one of the elder dragons and one of the final ones you fight in the main story and that's the teostra i also picked the teostra for my number two. yeah okay then we can talk about it together um it's my favorite um probably because i in terms of legendary pokemon it does it's like one from uh, uh, Johto, because it's like a legendary yeah. dog. Kind of, it's kind of like a kinda red like Entei, Entei. Honestly, yeah, yeah, it's basically yeah. a big old red Entei because it's this big red lion dog that spews fire, and it's mm-hmm. really powerful because it just emanates heat, and you're always going to be catching on fire mm-hmm. when you're fighting it. And, and there's this really cool animation where he starts to like spark, and the sparks yes. just grow in density, and then it all and explodes. then it explodes. Yeah, and there's this female version of the Teostra called the Lunasha that you fight way later down Still the line, killed one which of those. is much much more difficult than the Teostra and much scarier which is why and the blue is I'm not a fan of I prefer the the deep crimson and the armor that this thing you can make off of this thing's body parts is it's like very nice crimson knight's armor which I think looks pretty cool um but I I think this is probably my favorite looking um Mm -hmm. in terms of wow that's a cool monster you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. I like fighting that one too. It has a, a little layer in the Elder's Recess that only opens up for the Teostra fight, which yeah. is cool. It's a nice arena where lava falls and kills me, but really <laughs> Yep. Cool. Yep. All right. And you're number one. We're already there. Yeah. My number one is probably your last one too. It's the Nergs. No, that's not, it's it's not, not the Nergs. It's not Nergigante. No. Uh, this, it's my phone background. It is. It is? I Show love me. the Nergs. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's so, cool. This monster was our wake-up call. It was. When we got to Nergigante, we died so many times, and we realized that we were just coasting off our skills rather than playing this game properly, and he really kicked us into gear on how to play this mm-hmm. game, and I think that he is... He's also on the the icon when you boot up the game. I mean, he's yeah. basically the mascot for the game. He's got two huge horns. He's, he's basically labeled as the strong one of the strongest because he's hunts the elder dragons yeah they call him an elder dragon he's but only the because of he's elder the, dragons yeah, he because yeah he just rolls into wherever elder dragons are and just starts killing them because he's cool and he's huge and he has this combo that we call the one two with sometimes three <laughs> sometimes four will almost <laughs> always kill you because yeah. it's oh it's but you learned how to block the one two with your, with yes, your sword blocking yeah. the one two three with the great sword mm-hmm. was actually a pretty helpful thing I almost put the Nergs on my list, but I couldn't decide if I love him or hate him. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, it's, I think it's cool that he's just, he affects you. Yeah. He's he so cool. But he, he really did like kick and us into high Even gear. though we're a lot better now, he still scares the crap out of oh, me. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, I made a notebook because of the Nergs. Yeah. Like I was, I had to drive my grandma to a doctor's appointment over the summer. I was sitting in the lobby for like two hours, just watching yeah. Monster Hunter tutorial videos I and think, taking actual notes. I think he's 
probably the quintessential monster that you could he's like a little bit of everything mm-hmm. you know he other than he doesn't really have elemental damage but he shoots he rocks can poison you. you right i think he might be able to with his tail can, yeah yeah he, he's maybe a, that's just the diablo he's a little sure. bit of everything yeah which is he's very scary he's terrifying yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure he has poison yeah and his armors mm, quality very spiky yeah i'm still wearing the chest plate my number one is the Paolumu. I love <laughs> the Paolumu. Oh man, he's in my favorite area, which is the Coral Highlands. Yeah, it's just beautiful. They're really cool. Like oh, the best area. Pink, purple, and blue shades. Yeah. Very pastel. It's really nice there. And then he's like a flying, like rodent with no hair, but a really puffy he's white. A, yeah, he's a fluffy balloon. Mane. Yeah. Yeah, and he just I love the ones that puff up like the Great Jagras. I like his physics because he ripples. Cause he's got he's full of air when he puffs up his his neck and he uses it to fly and when you smack at him or when he's like maneuvering like waving around his tail he, he his body actually ripples like yeah actual movement yeah and I then when he's really puffed cool. up and you knock him down and he immediately deflates it's just so the deflate is satisfying. and he's just so cute yeah I just love him so much and also he's not poison. that hard to fight yeah he is also yeah. poison and there's actually a, I think a new Palumu coming out in Iceborne. Which I'm excited for. I'm looking for it here. But remember, they're coming out with like three of the the different themed monsters in Iceborne. Like the same types. Uh, like Nightshade Palalumu. Yeah. Yeah. They have Nightshade Palalumu, Coral Puke Puke, and Viper Toby Kadachi. All of which sound pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm excited to fight a completely different like element of Palalumu. That's going to be cool. Yeah. I like not only that they're adding new monsters, but they're updating the old yeah. ones. Which I think is really cool. So we're about to go play some Monster Hunter right now. We're actually going to do it right now. Got to prep for that Iceborne. So thanks for listening to this episode of Ode to Games. You can find the show on Twitter at Ode to Games. Email the show, Ode to Gamescast at gmail.com. We're hoping Kevin will be back with us next week. We're not quite sure yet what his internet or schedule situation is. It's going to be interesting to figure out as we go. Thanks, Zach, for for making it work. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. That was good. You can find the show on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other podcast services that you like to use. We're here every Friday. Eh, sometimes. We're here sometimes. Most Fridays. Sometimes a couple days late, but definitely over the weekend. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time on Ode to Games.